If I curse a cursed doll, is it a blessing? Cavemen discovered fire, but who discovered cavemen? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Live! Hello everyone and welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast, where every week myself, Rory Powers, and my co-host sitting across from me, Kit Greer, investigate a brand new paranormal tale, case, claim, beast, and come to a conclusion as to whether or not it is truly paranormal. Welcome to another episode of the show. I don't know if you can tell, I got my sexy voice on this week. It's. I feel like I'm it's sorry, a little. What? I feel like it's a little lower than usual. It's a little bassier than usual. It's a little thicker. Wait, are you sick? I'm not sick. I had my work Christmas party three days ago. I did karaoke at six p.m., drank for five hours, and then did it again at midnight. We booked a second karaoke place and went back as if we hadn't learned our lesson the first time. Um, I could. I was borderline voiceless for two days. It's a good weekend. How was your weekend? I had a child, a baby daughter. My first child was born. Sure. So kind of, kind of rising to that challenge of being an adult and uh, I hear and you, caring, bro. caring for a newborn. You know, it's it, it is hard, but it is rewarding. Two big weekends. <laughs> sure. Shattered. Look, if anything, we should be on the same team because technically a baby with a bad sleep schedule ruined both of our weekends. <laughs> you have a baby with a bad sleep schedule and I am a baby with a bad sleep schedule. Uh, look guys, we're, we're just, we're just messing around. We're dilly down around the point. Of course, this is a paranormal podcast. And of course, every week we dive into a new paranormal story. Today's story is actually a listener suggestion. It was a suggestion that we had quite recently Although I knew it had been emailed in a few times, so I did a quick search to see who else had suggested it. So thank you to Steve Montgomery, Nathan Kemper, Benjamin Torres, and Stephanie White, who actually submitted the case in 2017. <laughs> Whoa, sorry, Stephanie. So Stephanie, I hope there wasn't anything urgent in that case. I hope you weren't like, hey, I'm about to go into the field. I got a shotgun. I need your help, boys. And we just blanked her for four years. There's no way she still listens. This is the ultimate test of her fandom. Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie, <laughs> I hope you're definitely listening to this week's podcast. <laughs> Today's story begins in the outskirts of Mexico City, the country's vibrant capital. But hidden among the market stalls and stretching highways is a tourist attraction like no other. On the south side of the city is a labyrinth of waterways that hide a dark secret that haunts those who visit it. Oh. But to explain fully what's going on, we're going to need to go all the way back to the middle of the 20th century. Our story starts with a man named... Don Julian Santana Barrera. Back then, he lived in Xochimilco, a canal-ridden borough of Mexico City. Now, Don was a deeply religious man, and all he wanted to do was worship the Lord and spread the good word to those around him. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been blessed by the Lord. Oh, let me tell you, he's the ultimate, he's the ultimate thing in the universe. You guys like Xbox? He's like, he's like 20 times better than Xbox. <laughs> he's gonna need to work on this pitch. You said this is all he wants to do. This is a str maybe he's running out of uh, ways to talk about God. When you've been talking about the Lord for a long time, you gotta start using some contemporary comparisons. Right. This is something you guys like weed. <laughs> no one gets you higher than the Lord. 
Uh, we've all seen these when you drive past certain churches. They'll have a sign out to try and encourage people to come into church. They'll usually have some kind of ultra-modern uh, reference to the Lord. Uh, are you kids playing Halo Infinite? Well, I can think of one Halo that's even more <laughs> infinite. The one on Jesus Christ's head in heaven. It's the youth pastor thing, right? Yeah. You know, he rolls into town. He sees a bunch of kids fishing. He somehow finds a chair, turns it around, <laughs> whips his cap backwards. And he's like, you guys like fishing? I knew a fisherman once. All right. We, we, <laughs> we already know. Stop you right there. <laughs> yeah. He's modernizing it. He's making it cool. He's making it appealing to the masses. Oh, I've seen the magical ways he's blessed my life and the life of others, which is why I'm here to spread the good. He visited neighboring and communities and preached the gospel with such vigor today. and passion that even those that shared his faith were actually getting kind of pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> that takes a lot. If you want to annoy someone who's devoted their life to the thing you're preaching about, you must be preaching about that thing a lot. To turn the thou shalt not kill people into murderers that want <laughs> to murder you, that takes a special kind of annoying. Like, I love burritos. Right. If there was someone who's always talking to me about burritos, I'm always like, well, that's a great idea. Let's go get a burrito. But for me to have to sit someone down and be like, you have to shut the f*** about Chipotle. Right. It's all you talk about. I can't eat any more burritos. We all eat too many burritos now. He needs a new hobby. For sure. People would harass him, chase him out of town. <laughs> Eventually, things got so rough that Don decided to withdraw from society. I mean, don't, like, go from <laughs> 100 to zero. Like, there's a... Ha like, <laughs> you just went a little too hard. Dial it back. Go bowling some Saturdays instead of preaching about the Lord. This is don't don't <laughs> withdraw from society. This is a man of extremes, I get by the sound of this. <laughs> One single heckle. And he's like, you know what? I worship the devil now. <laughs> Give me your soul. I'm going to talk too much about hell. It's like, no, just f still talk about God. Just chill out for a second. This is the type of person you need to keep an eye out for. The type of guy who uh, gets rejected by one girl when he asks her out to prom. And then he turns into the Joker when she says no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Keep an eye on this dude. <laughs> so that's what he did. Dawn moved deeper into the waterways and eventually settled on an island in the middle of a nearby lake. So dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic. You what? You're, you're so annoyed you can't live in society anymore? He was sick of being hassled and he wanted to be alone by himself. Just he was the one hassling everyone. <laughs> it was only because he pushed it too far. Everyone got annoyed. He wanted to be alone with the Lord. Okay. Who can blame? If he's like, hey, if you don't want my message, I'll keep my message. And I'll live this little fucking animal crossing life. And I'll just praise him all day and, and fish all night. Well, fair enough, I will say city life isn't for everyone. Sometimes it all gets too much and you need to get out of there. When are you moving back to Ireland, by the way? <laughs> next week. Side bud. note, yeah. Next week. <laughs> now, I will say that that's just one theory on how and why he ended up on the island. Some people say he was just a strange guy. Others say that he just wanted to move there for a long time. But as this story progresses, I think we'll find out that maybe there was something going on with Dawn. I see a lot of this podcast in Dawn. And it's listeners, uh, you know, all, all we tell our listeners to do is to preach the good word of this paranormal life yeah. to those on the streets. And yeah, we've been harassed and chased out of every major city on earth, which is why we had to set up our own commune. 
Um, so let's not be too hard on the guy, is all I'm saying. Don lived a simple life in his new home. He was now free from the hustle and bustle of the city and enjoyed his quaint life, growing vegetables and tending to the island. But that dream wouldn't last. After a brief time of living in peace on the island, Don witnessed something life-changing. One day, when he was out walking by the shore, a dead body washed up on the island. Oh, Don, buddy. He can't catch a break. I know, that's not what you sign up for when you book your one-way ticket to the tropical paradise of the Mexican islands. Yeah. You're thinking, I'm getting away from the hassle. I'm getting away. I want to be just, <laughs> just me and the Lord. And then the next day, a body washes up on your island. And uh-oh, you're in a Poirot novel now. You're a, you're a murder suspect. <laughs> Dawn was heartbroken to discover it was the body of a girl. And next to it floated a fragile little doll. Now, being a man of God, Don decided to give the girl a proper burial. He dug her a grave and prayed over it when she'd been buried. Then, he took the girl's doll and strung it up on the tree of the beach in the hope of calming her young spirit, that she might want something to play with in her final resting place. I'm not saying I would have done this, but, you know, you give that thing a little nudge and the current will just take that little problem little further down the river you know i was gonna say it's it's it, the more i think about it it's very unlucky if you live on an abandoned island you're the only resident you live in peace and then a dead body turns up there's not a lot of other suspects in that crime other than you the sole survivor of that island you you would have to think you know, I, look, of course I would call the police. Of course I would notify the authorities. Well, you got to stop for a second and realize the implication of what's about to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> All I'm saying is you might just pretend you didn't see it for 30 minutes, for 30 <laughs> minutes, just in case the current, you know, washes the whole thing away. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. Or you invite, uh, invite a couple of friends over to the island. And then after hanging out for a bit, just be like, hey, let's go. Let's go walk on the beach at this time of night. It's actually. Oh, oh, no. What is. Do you see this? I'm seeing this for the first time. What is it, boys? And then you all you got you got some some. Uh, I don't want to say accomplices because that's not right. That's no, a because murder you term. didn't do anything. I didn't do shit. I didn't kill the little son of a bitch. Witnesses, right? That's a good this one. This is you on the dot. <laughs> Sweating bullets. <laughs> I'm not going to say he's an accomplice because that would sound like I did the damn thing. <laughs> Are you a Christian officer? Are you a Christian? Because I have some pretty passionate thoughts. I'll hang a doll for you <laughs> and you. Does someone know that you did, you know, because of course, of course, bury the girl and sure, hang up the doll. Did you tell someone before you did that? Because now you've buried a corpse and you're on your island. Right. I think moving the body is a crime in and, in and of itself. It was a tragic event. Let's not dance around it. With Dawn's respectful ceremony, it was at least over. Or was it? Oh no. While on his walks along the island shore, Don started to notice something strange. More and more dolls began washing up on the banks of the rivers that flowed along the island. Holy moly. So, so you're saying one doll washed up with one child. Mm -hmm. He dealt with that's a weird term but he he respectfully <laughs> that's an buried don't say respectfully, respectfully buried. buried don't say buried legally legally the body and hung up the doll in it as a sign of respect and you're saying that more dolls 
oh, are yeah. coming out of nowhere. Every day, down that river, more dolls washing up on the beach. That's not good. It's not. We're, st we're still not in the realm, the world of the paranormal. That's just an explosion at a doll factory that killed a girl and sent her flying across the river. Or some kind of child doll battle and there was one human casualty and a hundred doll casualties. <laughs> right. Still, you know, that's maybe a little paranormal, sure, but <laughs> nothing too crazy. Some Toy Story shit. Dawn allegedly began to hear whispers all around the island at night. Oh. One day, he woke up to discover that the original doll that he had tied to a tree had moved to a completely different place on the island. All right, now it's paranormal. It's straight, it's getting real weird. Unless someone's coming to the island, untying the dolls, throwing more dolls in the water, and moving them around the island, I, there's no other explanation. And we haven't even addressed the fact that out of all the possible toys on Earth that could be washing up on your island en masse, dolls are the most paranormal and creepiest. Top three, I would say for sure. <laughs> what are your other two? Furbies. If a bunch of Furbies were washing up on the, the shores, I would move planet. And maybe troll dolls or something. Troll dolls, stretch Armstrongs. If you wake up one day and one of those little noodle arms is wrapped around your throat, <laughs> I would freak the, the f*** out. What's the least intimidating? Slinky? <laughs> Beyblade? <laughs> Beyblade upon Beyblade washed up on the shore, spinning wildly without a ripcord in sight. <laughs> That's a jellyfish, Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You're telling me then these aren't Pokemon? He's got a box of crabs. <laughs> this was all getting a bit too much for Dawn. Needless to say, I mean, it's scary enough to live on an island by yourself. This isn't what you signed up for. With the best intentions, he decides to just leave the doll alone and get some rest. Maybe his mind was playing tricks on him. Maybe in the darkness he was hearing the cries of animals and seeing the, the shadows of the moon playing with branches. But that night, he was awoken from his sleep by a noise outside his house. It was the sound of footsteps approaching. He quickly whipped his head around, but there was nobody there. Then, without warning, he heard a voice hiss in his ear. I want my doll! <laughs> oh my! There is, I dare say, only one possible candidate for where that voice came from. Because no one else lives in the island, and there's only one person who owned a doll. Uh, all right, look, I get it. I get it. This is, a, this is a very outlandish origin story that we usually wouldn't even entertain on an episode of This Paranormal Life. But according to locals and tour guides for the island and Dawn... This is one real version of what happened. Dawn was now 100% convinced that the island was haunted. So he began to travel, making trips off of the island to other settlements where he combed through trash and dumps, looking for one thing and one thing only. Dolls. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think Did I zone out or did I miss a line of logic in Dawn's actions here? So he... Yeah. He believed the island to be haunted. Big time. So we got off the island. I understand that bit. Oh, you got it. got off the island. You got to leave. Because it's haunted. But, uh, Shit's getting crazy. Not to start a new life on land. <laughs> no. To, what did you say? Troll through through dumpsters? Not even for go dolls? To a, not even go to a toy store. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> raid the bins. They have to be used. I don't... Use dolls. I don't... I wouldn't even think that's a popular item it's disposed of on a day-to-day -day basis most families 
will own a one or two dolls in their entire lifetime. I, the, the chance that you'll be looking through the bin at the time at the moment in history where they throw <laughs> out a doll, doll is so right because dolls have a long shelf life as well. It takes a while for them to get old, like old and creepy. That's a real gamble, but apparently it worked. I mean, that's all the information that he had on this girl that she had a doll when she died, so she probably liked dolls. She screamed saying she wanted her doll or dolls. So that's what he did. He felt like he was on a mission to collect as many dolls as possible to give to her spirit as some sort of sacrifice or tribute to get her to chill the f*** out. Don is the kind of guy you run into at like in the queue at the post office. Let's face it, a lot of people in the queue at the post office are f***ing weird. 100%. Um, there's yeah. one guy in the corner, Don, who's just twitching one eye. Hey, what's going on with you, man? And you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to talk, know, dude. But uh, I don't are know. You not still, much. Are you still into the the Christian thing? Are you still doing the? Thing? You got any dolls, man? All right, no, that can't be. That can't be a biblical thing. I just feel like I've talked to this guy in the street before. A guy who is on a holy mission to dive through dumpsters to find dolls to appease the <laughs> island spirit. It's a whole can of worms you don't want to even get into. It's almost impressive to return to the civilization that ousted you for being too <laughs> weird and coming back even weirder. That's the borderline impressive. They're like, Don, we would we would kill for you to just talk about God again. <laughs> we would honestly love that. So on his mission, he went combing through garbage far and wide. And every time he found a discarded doll, he took it straight home and hung it up on the island. Soon, the entire place was covered in filthy dolls with cracked heads and missing eyes, all hanging from trees like some sort of bizarre toy execution ground. Oh, God. This is like if Sid from Toy Story had his own island. He's splicing together Action Man's head with Lightning McQueen race cars. I feel like if you did this to your island in the game Animal Crossing, the game reports you to the FBI. <laughs> It's like, I keep a f***ing eye on this guy. <laughs> Imagine being so weird in Animal Crossing that one day you exit your house and all of the islanders <laughs> have surrounded your house and they're like, <laughs> you have to leave. <laughs> we voted you out. It's like, this this, this can happen? Look, we, we talked enough about this island. Uh, I think uh, I think it's time for you to see some pictures what this place looks like. I don't know if I want to see. Here we go. Take a little peek at this. I guess I don't get a choice. All right. Holy mo mother of God. I mean, I don't even know how descriptive we have to be, folks. It's exactly what you exactly think it is. Exactly what it says in the tin. This is a cursed island. Uh, there are dozens, hundreds of creepy vintage dolls strung up. Like you say, like this is some kind of cannibal doll society that's crazy that, that nails dolls to trees it's like a it looks like a warning to dolls yeah this is not, not come this on is the not island. a worshipful thing this is not a respectful thing no spirit would possibly be happy with this <laughs> no even if this girl was a little demon i reckon she'd be like this is this is kind of weird dawn this is a, a still from a movie where jungle explorers are like canoeing down river and then they realize that they're absolutely f because <laughs> yeah they oh, start yeah. to see dolls nailed to trees 
They're like, all right, I guess the locals aren't friendly then. Uh, that This is awful. I will say, uh, a dark insight into the mind of Dawn. I can't stress in how bad condition these dolls are in. <laughs> There's a worrying amount of them that are just butt naked. Some of them have gray hair that there is no way they came with that. There's no way that... Look at that little f***er. There's no way that baby... That baby has gray hair down to its asshole. There's no way it was sold like that. It looks like the f movie Hellraiser or something. It's like, it's a literal demon from a horror movie. That dude's balding. That baby's bald. He's bald, but he's got hair on the sides of his head. Now, of course, it wasn't long before the locals heard about this guy looking through everyone's garbage for dolls and taking them back to his private island. <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds really even weirder than normal. As time marched on and the 90s rolled around, Don began to run low on cash. As a result... <laughs> He decided to open up his what island. What kept him going? How much cash did he have? It took until the 90s for him to run out? I don't know. There's talk of him farming and stuff. Yeah, Maybe he was an he early was... investor in Apple. What could I say? He could be an incredibly successful entrepreneur, farmer, businessman. But if you have an island full of dolls, that's the only shit people are going to talk about and know you for. As a result, he decided to open up his island to visitors allowing them to come in and see for themselves La Isla de las Municas, the island of dolls. Lord grant me the confidence of a psycho who thinks that his torture island has a potential tourist industry. It's kind of weird, isn't it? I guess he's kind of, it's, it's a very niche horror to double down on. It's, uh, it's spooky, but not in, a, not in an upsetting way. You know, a creepy island with dolls hanging from the trees. That's upsetting in a way that I want to go check it out. If he was like, hey, come visit my island. I shit in a box. And I, if you pay me 10 bucks, I'll let you see it. That's still upsetting. Okay. Not in a way that I want to witness. I'm just wondering who that first customer was who bought the first ticket to the island of dolls. Well, you'd think the public wouldn't be into it, kid. But you would be very surprised. The canals of Xochimilco are one of the biggest tourist attractions in Mexico City. A welcome escape from the concrete and high rises, where people can enjoy the same beautiful canals once used by the Aztecs. These ancient waterways hold many stories. Nowhere is that truer than here on the Island of the Dolls. It looks like a scene from a horror movie. Hundreds of dolls strung up and hanging from trees. Anastasio's uncle started collecting these dolls 50 years ago after he found the body of a young girl who drowned on these shores. They are hanging like from nooses. He found the dolls in the canals and in the trash. He started hanging them up to protect him and to try to scare away the spirit of the girl. Now every year, more and more tourists with a morbid curiosity come to visit the island. I love that the island has a caretaker now. As if there is some uh, order to this island that needs to be maintained and restored. Yeah, I think it's, uh, to be fair, I think it is a family affair. I believe yeah. it's a nephew or a, um uncle who inherited the island. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. now, yes, they do. They do. It's, hey, it's a business. It's a, <laughs> it's a tourist attraction now. You know, they got caretakers for Disneyland. Why are they going to have someone cleaning up the All trash right, but on But Disneyland isn't <laughs> consisting of a hundred broken dolls strung up on wire. 
You know, uh, Walt had the idea when a, a dead mouse wa- washed up on the Anaheim canals. He would nail it to a lamppost and rip out its guts. Uh, sure. The, the the foundations of this tourist attraction are a little different than, let's say, Disneyland. But uh, the same principles apply. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Suddenly, Dawn's Island became one of the biggest local tourist attractions, with people visiting from all over the world, bringing their own dolls to hang up as a gift to the cursed island. Stories I read sounded amazing. People visiting from, you know, uh, the UK, Russia, uh, all these countries in Europe, bringing dolls from their hometowns and bringing them to the island. That's pretty cool. There's something cool about letting your doll live on forever in an island with other dolls. You can kind of trick yourself into thinking it's a kind of doll resort or retirement home. Yeah. Or, you know, like, uh, you know, like there's a couple bridges around the world where people love all that shit where they like put their their initials of their them and their partner on a padlock. Right. And like padlock it to a bridge in France or something like that. And there's like thousands of them. Sure. Uh, you know, if you're a p- fan of the paranormal, put your initials on a doll and bring it to the island. It's the same kind of principle yeah. to be like, oh, if someone's like, have you heard of the island of dolls? And it's like, I brought a doll to the island. You can see it in the background of someone's yeah, video. Yeah. I kind of get the appeal. Well, I don't, but I'm throwing him <laughs> a bone and saying that I do. You're saying we're not going to bring a TPL branded doll all the way to Mexico. We do have a, have a very recently acquired voodoo doll. That's true, actually. I don't know if that counts. That's maybe... That's too cursed even for Dawn. I don't know if y'all saw that thing, but it was made of bird feathers, uh, and it was very scary. And it came with a bag marked bones. 
I don't know how welcome the, the doll is. I do yeah. still have the doll, though. It's in my apartment. Uh, and I've never been iller in my life <laughs> this last month. Let me tell you, folks. Back to our journey. Despite all the crazy twists and turns of our story so far, the mystery of Dawn wasn't quite over yet. In 2001, Dawn's nephew Anastasio was visiting him on the island when he discovered something tragic. Dawn was dead. Dead down by the shore in the exact same spot where he claimed to have discovered the body of the young girl. No! The girl came back from the dead and killed Dawn. Some people think that Don Julian was possessed by a demon. Others thought he maybe just wasn't of sound mind. There's a lot of good theories for this case. Sometimes we're like, all right, either A, they're making it up, or B, it did happen. Okay. Uh, but there are some theories here. Some people believe that he, there was no girl. He never found anyone in the first place. It's pretty coincidental that he told this story about burying a dead girl on the beach, and no one was ever like, you, ha you have to dig up the body. You, you know that, right? <laughs> We need to know whose girl this is. <laughs> Just because you said it happened five years ago doesn't mean you're. it doesn't matter anymore. Like, there was never any uh, mention of, like, a missing child. No one ever found out who it was. I don't think they ever found the grave or dug up the body or anything, so... Don, who was the girl? Hey, look at all these dolls. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Don, you gotta answer the question, buddy. <laughs> this one's got googly eyes. Ha <laughs> ha. Hey, everyone's focusing on the wrong part of his story. It's like, no, guy, the, the girl's not important. What's important is the doll island. <laughs> Somebody should call her parents. No, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was tragic and all that she died. But like, given that it started such a cool thing, like the island of dolls, it's pretty justified. They put him in handcuffs. <laughs> That's absolutely fair. <laughs> but look, at the end of the day, it's not just Dawn who's claimed to have bizarre experiences on the island. Locals claim that they see the dolls move their heads and whisper to one another after dark. Some people have gone as far to say that at night, the dolls just come to life and roam around the island. That tracks, it really does. <laughs> it really does. Which would just be the best thing if Dawn passed away and everyone was like, that crazy guy, he thought his island was run by dolls. And then all you hear is, that crazy guy, my papa! <laughs> and there's, you know, a... a two-foot troll doll with wacky yellow hair standing behind you. Toy Story was a fun kids movie and all, but if it happened in real life, it would be a horror. Oh, that's very, very true. If Andy just came home at the wrong moment and saw all those little f***ers running around the house, that changes a kid. That yeah. changes a kid for life. And then if they all die in front of him, because that's what they do when he comes in the room, that changes a kid even more. And now you're telling all your parents, you're like, Mother, Buzz is real. You're like, all right. <laughs> you, you tell one person about that, you're on psychiatric meds for the rest of your life. So good luck with that. I don't want my toys to come to life. And I don't want to see it because it would ruin my life forever and the lives of everyone that loves me. I'm happy for them to all stay dead. When it comes to visitors... I did stumble across one story from three girls who went to the Island of Dolls at night. A local tour guide named Tino was taking these three girls on a late night trip to visit the island. Now Tino and his family had navigated the canals around Mexico City for generations before this particular trip. But this was a ride he would never forget. After dropping them off on the island, Tino waited by the boat while the girls could explore. Then, all of a sudden, he heard a scream. Ah! 
The girls came running back to the boat in full panic. Tino said, between her sobs, one girl screamed that the doll was laughing. So I said I would go up to the island. I was going to check it out, to make them feel better, tell them they were wrong. But when I got onto the island, I could hear the sound of laughter too. It was a doll, dressed as a rabbit. I promise you, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And that isn't the first time that he'd seen something that can't be explained in the region. Whoa. There are ghosts around these waters, you know. Ghosts and dead people. I have seen black, jaguar-like forms pass under my boat. Jump onto the banks, disappear into the trees. Don't bring the girls, Tino! <laughs> Don't bring the girls to the island! You knew it was haunted. You knew it was haunted and you still took them. It's, if you've had these experiences, stop bringing sacrifices to the island! You just know as well that he probably is warning people. That these girls come up to him and say, like, Hey, could you take us to the island? He puts out his cigarette. No one who wants to live would go to the island. It's terrifying. The dolls are real. They will eat your eyeballs. How does $50 sound? He's like, I'm ready right now if you are. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome aboard, shipmates. <laughs> it's a great deal. The girls give me money. I take them to the island. The demons give me souls for <laughs> giving them the girls. <laughs> so you are harvesting souls. Dino always wins. <laughs> <laughs> after, uh, after a very awkward boat ride and some short exploration, you come back to the boat and in the moonlight, you realize Tino's starting to look like 20 dolls in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a suspiciously troll doll-like head. It's just a six-foot lumpy body and a Furby's head poking out the top of an all-black trench coat. <laughs> Tino, hungry! <laughs> you die now! Ow. <laughs> I did really want to I've looked into before because there's so many fun paranormal cases you can do uh, and one that's come up a few times is like haunted Furbies sure Pe people have uploaded YouTube videos of like how to turn your Furby cursed oh shit I, I looked into it because I was like this could be a great thing to do for an episode uh, but the Furby that it works with is one of the later models I think we were too old for it where they have like full like LED eyes they have consciousness <laughs> this mother is alive <laughs> yeah it, it's like a little more advanced yeah and I was like oh well maybe it's like you go into the circuits and do some weird stuff and you make them sound weird but they're like <laughs> the way that you make your Furby quote unquote cursed is by jamming your finger <laughs> in its mouth violently till it freaks out and then shaking him upside down <laughs> back and forth <laughs> I was like, I think that's how you curse any living creature. <laughs> that's how you make anything seem bad. Sure. <laughs> Crazy. So maybe we'll try that at some point. Get ourselves a Furby and see if we can curse it. That'd be a fun one for a live show, actually. There's a real like Mr. Beast element to that where we're like, we bought 200 Furbies <laughs> because we wanted to maximize our chances of one being cursed. In true Mr. Beast style for a live show, <laughs> do a, um, a Furby squid game. We buy we we'll buy a hundred Furbies and put them through challenges, and the la the last one that comes out alive will have the souls of the the other ninety nine. You'd think that all of these scary, horrible stories would put people off visiting the island, but as I said, it's a huge tourist attraction. Even locals regard it as a charming place rather than a scary one. 
People continue Don's tradition to this day of bringing dolls to the island and stringing them up in the trees. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's open right now. It's something that, you know, if you live in the U.S. or Mexico, you can go and do. I mean, we could go and do it on a holiday. It's kind of crazy. Wow. Maybe we really got to think about this. I'll uh, look through my extensive doll collection for one I'm willing to sacrifice to the gods. Now, unfortunately, because of our busy schedules, we don't have the luxury of going to this island to investigate it ourselves. Rory's got about six nights of karaoke lined up. He's semi-professional <laughs> at this point. Um, it's true. It is true. I, I, my schedule's not going to clear. By the time my schedules clear up, um, there's going to be more dolls on that island than trees. And uh, it will be a double yes automatically because of how scary it is. But until that point, we have to come down on a conclusion. Right now, on the podcast. Hmm. Uh, Kit, I appreciate that I fact-bombed you today with a, a lot of interesting tales from the island, but where's your head at? What are you thinking? This is truly one of the strangest and most deranged cases we've faced on this paranormal life. I appreciate you sticking with me as well. I know that the origin story is a little bonkers, um, a little wilder than what we usually have on this podcast, but to do justice to Dawn... Uh, that's the story he told up until the day he died. So I thought it was only fair that we relive it today. And one has to wonder, why would someone make that story up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why would they incriminate themselves like that? So Very uh, true. who knows? Maybe it is true. No story you made up to impress your friends starts with, I found a dead child. Yeah. Whatever you say past that point is irrelevant. While we're talking about it, let's focus on that for a second. I guess the origin story is quite important actually without it what is paranormal about the story okay don may have started the island for no apparent reason and sure maybe people did go to the island and really have some paranormal experiences the dolls move etc etc really the motive in all of this is that the spirit of the little girl is what kicked everything off sure and and caused these doll dolls to be haunted yeah it's the linchpin for the whole story the whole reasoning behind everything and it's, I don't know, I don't know at what point Don started telling people about the girl and what the time scale is. Yeah. Because if he's got some weird dolls on the island and he's already kind of doing all this stuff and he's telling people, I found this, uh, this little girl 10 years ago. If that's the first time someone hears about it, then that's different, you know, because then I think he is kind of thinks he can get away with it being like we like we talk about it like an event that happened in the past mm -hmm. don't even worry about it you know 10 years ago i found a girl's body but if he's like 3 days ago i found <laughs> it's like well <laughs> we need to start asking some questions and figure right. out what's going on uh, i think that's very important and in this story it doesn't really talk about that time frame i think me personally if i have to come down on a conclusion there is no proof that this girl ever existed there is no records of anyone that was missing they never asked about the body or the grave or anything around it. But what it is, is a very colorful origin story that fits perfectly in the interests of collecting dolls to bring them to your island, to make a creepy doll island. It's a little bit too coincidental for me, and uh, there's not enough evidence really to back up that origin story. People say they see the dolls moving at night. You see all tons of shit moving at night. I'll see the the liter bottle of cola smiling at me as I turn my kitchen light off and head to sleep. You know, you see weird shit at night in the dark. I was going to say earlier as well, like dolls these days are pretty sophisticated. 
as we've discussed in the podcast previously, they have dolls that piss and shit these days. <laughs> uh, so a doll moving isn't really weird. Wasn't there a doll we found called like little boopsie do or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Something yeah, weird. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God that was on an old episode. Yeah. So, so blinking dolls isn't actually that weird. We, we just told you we're living in a world where Furbies are borderline sentient beings. So yeah, it's not unrealistic to think that some of these dolls have the remnants of battery power left in them and now and again have a jolt or a head nod or an eye open. Who knows? I think we're on the same page. I think it's going to be a no today. A great story. A great story. Thank you so much for everyone that emailed it in as a suggestion. But unfortunately, it is a double no. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. You know, there's a lot of paranormal podcasts out there. And uh, we appreciate you, you making <laughs> us our choice. What? What do you mean, what? There's a lot of paranormal podcast i don't even believe that you believe you might you might i don't even think we were sorry the first i mean newsflash when we started this in 2017 which is borderline jesus times at this stage in the podcast world uh we were the first the first podcast no the first paranormal podcast obviously no there were were like a couple of other like comedy podcasts and different things huge huge podcasts yeah it was it's been going for a long time you're saying there's there's just copycats of what we're doing they're not they're just cats they're just not this is i'm sorry this you can't just drop a bomb i need to like look this up like what are their what are their names i'm gonna tell our lawyer to sue their asses Please don't look at it. We're so close to the end of the episode. Let's oh just my not... God. There are borderline tens of them. There is so much more than tens. You're not hitting the refresh at the bottom of the page. Oh! Don't look so shot. You must have known that this These was a thing. F-ers. They're not. These f-ers. This is not. No. I'm calling Jerry. I'm calling Jerry right goddamn now. Don't call. Who's Jerry? I don't even know a guy called Jerry. Jerry, you're not going to believe it. You're not. You're not. Did he say he would believe it? No, I, I, I didn't know either. Rory apparently knew this the whole time. He's unbelievable. He, do, he doesn't tell us so much shit. You he, haven't even said what the thing is that I wasn't telling you yet. He guessed. He ge- I, Whenever There's I no said you're never going to guess, he guessed right away. Well, no, you said you're never going to guess. And then you said you will, you will, saying that... Which implies he said he would. Are you guess. hearing this? This is what he's like all the time. It's like it's like a deflection thing. <laughs> like he won't address the fact that he was withholding this information about all these other shows. I feel like you're just ranting to Jerry about me now. This isn't even about the podcast yeah. anymore. No, I know. Which is I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, he did. He did. When wait, he, as soon as he walked in, yeah, like you said, yeah, yeah. Wait, are you talking to me or are you talking to Jerry? What? What the f- are you talking about? I'm talking to Jerry. You were looking me dead in the eyes when you said that. Your phone was limp by your wrist. There's no way you're talking to Jerry. All right. I got to call Carrie about this. What? That's right. Who is that? I got my own person. I got my own person. Uh, I'm not going to talk to Carrie right now. Instead, I'm going to talk to you, our loyal listeners, and tell you about a little thing called Patreon.com. I'm sure you all know about it and have heard about it. We've talked about it before on the podcast. Uh, But it is the number one way to support this show, this paranormal life, uh, while getting a ton of amazing rewards. Over on Patreon, we have, Christ, 40 bonus episodes now? 45 plus. We're nearing that that sweet 50 mark. 
insane. Almost 50 additional episodes to This Paranormal Life. If you love the show, if you caught up with the show, if you just want something a little extra to fill your week from as little as five bucks, you can get access to that whole back catalog. And it's some of the wildest, craziest, unredacted shit uh, that This Paranormal Life has to offer. Um, and it's also, as I said, the number one way to support the show. So check it out. It's patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. And if that's too hard to remember, the links are in the description of this very podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Of course, we will be back next Tuesday with a brand new paranormal tale. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 